Hello, welcome to episode number 195. Holy shit, 195. That means we're five episodes away from 200 episodes. I, I, I don't know how we are... I don't know how we got there. But, uh, yeah, hopefully by the time, uh, maybe five months from now, we will be having our 200th episode, and hopefully by then we will also be doing a live show, which I'm still working on. So many things have to come together in order for that to happen. I know we've only been coming out once a month. I haven't checked the numbers at all. I don't even know who's listening. Let us know if you're listening, please, at NerdPropo on Twitter, NerdPropo at gmail.com. Not much to plug. Actually, not really anything to plug. We're not really live-tweeting anything. It's It's been a rough month uh, with the heat and the scheduling, but we did manage to sneak two two-hour episodes into this month, as promised. Uh, we, are, we were late. We didn't really have a podcast last month, but uh, we managed to squeeze two two-hour episodes. There are going to be two new videos that are going to be going up in the next couple of weeks of old episodes with some bonus material, some visuals, and some other stuff. Uh, that's pretty much it for that. I'm not going to make this intro too long because it is an almost two-hour episode already, which is what we're kind of trying to do now that we're only doing it once a month. We'll be doing, maybe sneaking in a short episode in August because there are a handful of things that have come out like The Boys, which I just finished. Very, very, very short version of the review for that is that it's a lot of fun. It gets a lot better towards the end. If it is in your wheelhouse, the like Garth Ennis stuff is like dark sense of humor, really, really graphically violent. If that's in your wheelhouse, great. Also, gonna be having uh, the there's that new Netflix show that we were just talking about. I think we talked about it a little bit on this on this podcast. It hasn't come out yet. I'm trying to like oh Woo Assassins. We're gonna be probably reviewing that and the boys in the next episode and a handful of other stuff. But this one uh, is mostly we do Spider-Man Far From Home. We go off on some tangents. We cover a lot of stuff that came out of San Diego Comic Con and Stranger Things season three. Without any further ado, 195 episode 195 of the Nerdpro Podcast. Yep, stay nerdy, people. Theoretically, we should all be good now. Let's do this. <coughs> yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we started. We, oh, we, yeah, yeah. We we started. Oh, hi there. <coughs> Hello. San Diego Comic Con, yeah. But 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 first, can we appreciate the change of venue? Can we just say we are in Eve's, uh, in Eve Manor today? Yeah. So so. And he rearranged his living room. Yeah, uh, a lot. Yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah. I'm digging it. And it looks like you made more like actual. Like space, uh, you rem- you got rid of a couch. It seems. Yeah, that one was massive. Yeah. Sure, sure. <clears throat> it's gone minimalist. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's start with uh, because we're gonna go back to stuff that happened earlier uh, 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 a little later in the podcast. But let's start with Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, I it was a solid movie in hindsight. I liked it, but it does not exceed what I expected. Uh, what was what was achieved from. Yeah. I think I liked Gyllenhaal. He was not as compelling as the motion. I mean, I was legit Uh, Yeah, that's fair. I agree oh, with that. Team. I'll agree with that. Um, and there were, like, surprises in Homecoming that, you know, I, I mean, Mysterio is one of the rogues gallery from Spider-Man that, you know, never I thought was compelling. But I did appreciate the effects that they did to show how he was able But it was a solid movie. I, I appreciate how they executed uh, mis- what Mysterio's sort of abilities are. Uh, I hope the air conditioner isn't coming in. I guess we'll find out later. We'll find out. You, you, can, you can turn it on. Uh, turn, yeah, we could turn it off. Uh, it's not like blaring like mine is when we have that. That one, when we have the uh, at, at the at the, the other headquarters uh that that one just like the mics picked up pick up that one like oh my god you wouldn't believe anyway um i appreciate the way they were able to execute execute and update sort of in a modern context what mysterio does sort of as a villain and the writing choice to connect it to like they did with spider with vulture in spider-man homecoming it's still connected to basically like post avengers like tony stark being a dick before he became Iron Man, like basically, basically that's the plot of of the villain in in Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah. Coming back to fuck over the world. Yeah, and you know he was he was good villain. It's just for Spider Man, I expected more heart. I, I guess the nature of his character is not you know someone that you feel for. Typically, with Spider Man characters, they're like kind of Figures. Yeah, I, I, I didn't view him as a Mysterio has never been mm-hmm. uh, one of the more tragic. Because yeah, you're right. A lot of the Spider-Man like Rose Gallery are all yeah. super tra- like tragic, and Mysterio is the one, the best characterization of Mysterio and his most like tragic turn is actually isn't fighting Spider-Man. It's fighting in the comics. It's fighting Daredevil. And that's like Mysterio's like last fight is basically it's a Mysterio who's basically been a like B list C list Spider Man villain for years, and finds out that this is a tangent, a comic books tangent, but basically finds out that the gas that he was using to basically. Uh, create his or like the chemicals he was using to like create his illusions have given him cancer and he's dying. Oh, that's yeah. And so he decides in a de- like a last ditch attempt to like prove himself. He's just like, I'm tired of fighting and losing the Spider-Man. I'm gonna go for the guy who's the B hero, basically. 
is is like he basically bribes Kingpin for Daredevil's secret identity and spends like this is actually Kevin Smith's run on Daredevil. Oh. It was the first of the Marvel Knights things. Yeah, and it's basically just it it, it is his best the best version of Mysterio. Uh, in my opinion, and it's because he knows he's dying and he's just desperate, yeah. and and Matt and Matt Murdock being Matt Mur- being the total dick that he is, right before like when he's you know Mysterio's giving his big dramatic speech of like I defeated you blah 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 blah, and you know you're just like basically telling Matt Murdock you're a B list hero, and Daredevil just throws it back into his, his face and just goes. All you did was rip off a bunch of your old gimmicks that Spider-Man beat you with, and you bribed Kingpin for my secret identity. You don't even have a real reason to attack me. You're still a B-level villain. Like He basically just throws it right in your face. It's like, nothing you've done here is original. Like, because that's the kind of shit that Matt Murdock would say. Yeah. Like a villain, he's just like nothing you've done to me is original. Everything you've done is something you tried with Spider-Man and failed huh. with. And 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 spoiler alert, that's the thing that pushes Mysterio over the edge. And he goes, he goes, oh, this is something you haven't seen before. And he basically just shoots himself in the head. But it's it's number one, a really great Mysterio thing. If you can pick it up, it's a great Daredevil run, and it's also a prime example of daredevil just beat up a level douchebag to yeah. somebody <laughs> i mean <clears throat> so back to my i mean <laughs> jillian performance performance wise i thought it was good i mean the whole time he had me and i think most people duped because i and i was sitting next to jamie at the theater and i was like this guy is a villain i know he's a villain so i i kind of i expected a twist to happen sooner or later and yet when it did at the bar uh, i'm like oh that i you know i I still gasped even though even though i knew a twist was gonna happen sooner or later Um, yeah the animated series i was waiting for the heel turn is what i was like to use a wrestling term i was waiting for the heel term uh turn in that uh and and how they were gonna do it because i was i was a little wary that it was gonna be like cheesy it was a tiny bit but it's like they made it make sense in context mm-hmm. uh yeah uh was, i mean if you're gonna you can't really in my opinion i mean jake jill is a really good actor but as far as like someone who's a can uh switch between like a loving father and being just a Terif- terif- terrifying, yeah. The essence of Robert Downey Jr. being Tony Stark. He was trying to capture that. Yeah. Know, especially in the first act. And, you know, he's no Robert Downey Jr. That's his problem. He did a great job. He's just no Robert Yeah, yeah. Um, as a film, I, I, I'll, I'll disagree with Eve a little bit. Because I... I thought it was fun. I, I had more fun with it than Homecoming. Really? Yeah. I, as a as a film, I I enjoyed it more than. Homecoming. I would say it's more fun. Yeah. Than Homecoming is. <clears throat> it isn't but, necessarily as compelling true. as Homecoming is, but I, it is a more fun. I'll movie. agree that 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 Michael Keaton delivered a better performance as Vulture. Vulture, the character, was better. Was more fleshed out. 
but as a as a movie this was more fun and and it served as a as a nice epilogue to yeah. to everything where that where to where Endgame left off and kind of like the after effects the consequences and the memorial too yes yes you know, yeah his impact on the MCU um, I mean trust me I enjoyed it it's just that I had a homecoming on a higher yeah Uh, also on some levels uh, you know you have to scale up a little bit and homecoming felt more like smaller not sm- yeah like smaller stakes but like in but more personal and and that Spider-Man. was done on purpose because yeah. remember when homecoming uh released that was after civil war yeah um and it was uh, the the whole point was that it was a refocus to to just uh, a, a, a much localized focus to just really f- introduce the neighbor, this friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And I think it succeeded in that sense. And now it's, this is the first Spider-Man film that takes place, at least for the great majority of the film, outside of New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's of note. And in Europe. Um so that there's a, there's some originality to it. Some of the side characters like I didn't care for, like the teachers, um, they were kind of hokey. Uh, well, wow, we're it, we're probably maybe Rich and me's mics are gonna pick up the music that's in the background. We'll see what happens. Um, I will say that well, so uh, A.O. Scott, who is a critic for the New York Times, he's a very curmudgeony sort of reviewer. And he reviewed Far From Home. And normally when he reviews like comic book movies or like event films, he's like, it's a little bit like he, the, the curmudgeonness comes out. But I thought that what he said was actually like really, despite like some of the stuff that I'm just like, all right, we get it. You're not a f- fan necessarily of these movies. Um, but what he said I thought was, that was accurate was there's a lot of really good character stuff in this movie that kind of with the core characters that kind of has to be sacrificed for the momentum of it also being a superhero movie where you have to have the events like the big like set pieces and everything and like not that the set pieces were bad or anything like that uh but it was just like there's a lot of the character moments that I was just like that were great it further solidified my, as I mentioned a couple of times after, right after we saw the movie, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man so much. And this like just furthered yeah. Yeah. my respect and love of, of him as Peter Parker Spider-Man. Like, there's just, yeah, there's so many little, like, how just awkward and goofy he is. <laughs> and just like... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, trying to. I mean, it's it's like this movie captured kind of like my time in high school. You know, yeah. With my crush. You know. Yeah. How do I go? Do, should I say something? Or if I do say something, how do I go about? You know, approaching her. It's like. Yeah. Uh, it does. You know, capture that youthful innocence that I love. Um, and I kind of like, you know, peep, you know, peep myself a bit. You know, towards the 
again. I did not see that coming. I just love the fact that I hate the internet and I try to stay away from it. But J.K. Simmons. <laughs> oh, yes! That was, that was so um, yes. great. Yes! And as Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. So there were there was a couple of things like there was a lot of really clever writing situ uh, decisions in this like story decisions and little bits the J.K. Simmons I think they just realized uh, as a nod to like the older Spider-Man films and I think that I I even like went back and thought about that promotion that they all thought was oh all Spider-Man four is coming out and I was just like maybe they were just che teasing that the same guy who played J. Jonah Jameson in like all of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies is going to be the same character in the new universe. But I think also they just realized just like, oh, we found someone who was perfect. Why would we bother recasting him? Mm. We're just going to sort of rewrite who, what the Daily Bugle would be in a modern context, which I thought was really clever. Like, mm -hmm. I also really, I mean, I have... Honestly, no feeling one way or another about Zendaya. Zendaya? Uh, Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. Old, yeah, we're old. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I, I love her as MJ, whatever, to the people who are just like, she needs to be, it's like that she's not Mary Jane and she's no, not no, a redhead. Just... And internet, if you got a problem with Black Ariel, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, who gives a shit? No. She's fine. She's yeah. just right. And uh, she, she's grown on me, actually. I also really appreciate how they reinterpreted the uh, her kind of like figuring out that he's Spider-Man and that, the, the kind of moment in the comic books where like she basically just like just tells him, uh, but also like finds out. Yeah, I, I felt like it, it because she isn't Mary Jane from the comic books. She's a different character. I know they're calling her MJ just as like a nod, but she's a different character. Like it's 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 uh she's way more snarky than Mary Jane was. Mm -hmm. Like she's she yeah, she's an entirely different character. She's she's a new character essentially that they've written just for the films and she's a great character. <laughs> I also love the uh, and I'll get to the teachers in a moment. Uh, I love Nate and Betty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean Ned? Ned, sorry. Ned and yeah. Betty. Oh, God. I, I love... I, I, I kind of like the fact that they were no longer together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're supposed to... Annoying, yeah. You're supposed to hate them, but I love th that... Almost, it's just like I hate them, but I love that I hate them. Like that feels like you're kind of supposed to. Um, and also how they handled just like everyone going and coming back by calling it the blip, yeah. and and how they somehow managed to make that funny. Like that might be the most brilliant writing thing in the whole movie. It's just like you managed to make half of the population disappearing. And made a comedy bit out of it. Like, that's that's good writing. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, it's just people getting dusted. It's yeah. It's like uh, something graphic. So uh, calling it, you know, quite humorously the blip. You know? but, but also, like, all those people, like, since they treated it so tragically in Endgame, 
it makes more sense. Like you can't retread that for Spider-Man because it's a different movie. Uh, so <laughs> just the, the one kid <laughs> at the very beginning, it, it, the, the newscaster. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> I will always love you. Yeah, oh. by yeah. Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. And the actor who plays Tom Holland's arrival. Where, where have we seen him from? He looks familiar. He does look familiar. I can't think of where I've seen. Wait, was he in Power? The most recent Power Rangers? Maybe no. I'm thinking of a wrong person. No, 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 no. no. I don't think he was a. I'm mixing up actors. I don't know. I'm being accidentally racist again. God damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm ashamed of myself. Um, yeah, look him up because he looked so familiar. Oh, for me, oh, obviously Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, I didn't see that. I also saw him on Marco Polo. Okay, I haven't seen either of those things, so... Uh, but yeah, he, he was great. Um, I love, I, I, I have mixed feelings about Happy Hogan as a character, John Favreau through like all of the films. Yes. Well, I, I love mm. that. I love how much, yeah. Oh God. Ooh, I yes. love how much they've like embraced that and made it a joke in all of the movie. <laughs> It's like clearly this is gonna happen, so let's just embrace it. Yeah, uh, I love that little thing. I love the bit at the end where it's them having two completely different <laughs> reactions to it. Uh, but he's grown up. He has grown on me more as a character in any of the other films in the two Spider-Man films than in any of the Iron Man films. Really? Yeah. I thought he was awesome. And two. Yeah, one and two, I loved him. Yeah. You know, he was a great comic movie. Yeah. He was, but I like how they've actually, like, yeah. Also, just as a character moment, the, uh, the scene, I got a little, like, little heart butterflies when, uh, Peter starts to build the suit. And, and, and Happy just looks at, looks at him and he's like, I'm going to play. And not only did they play the music, you know, mm-hmm. from Iron Man, but which he says, oh, I love Led Zeppelin, because it's clearly not edited, Led Zeppelin. Um, but uh, just the look that he gives him, and Peter's just like, what? And he's just like, eh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's probably... I mean, I'll, I'll think of something. Oh, the teachers. I like Martin Starr. I don't like J.B. Smooth. I, I, I don't... No one likes J.B. Smooth. Really? I th- I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with him. That's fair. Uh, Do you think he's kind of like a bootleg Charlie Murphy? Is that... Is that I, I don't know Charlie what... Charlie Murphy was funny. That's what I mean. He's, I, that's I, what I mean. Is that's, the, I don't know. It's... Because he just gives off this weird, like James yeah, Smooth was, always gave. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm but, saying. Don't, I'm not being ac- <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> I'm not being accidentally racist this time. 
No, I mean, I mean, there's actually like a a, a vibe and like a similar. Uh, no, I don't think y- so. But that's what I mean, like that he's bootleg. It's like it's like Charlie Murphy was good at it, and Jamie Smooth yeah. is not. He's just he's just dorky. He's just he's dorky. I guess his humor just doesn't. Sure. Whereas I I love Martin Starr. I just yeah. like Martin Starr. I, I mean, I'm of course. He's just like the fuck, dude. He's just. I just I blocked out that Jamie Smooth was in this. Sure, sure, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, a lot to unpack. Let's, let's slow down. From what you've heard from Disney Plus, are you more convinced about signing on? Because now I. I'm curious. It's like I'm not. A month. I'm not convinced. If I mean, it looks like it's gonna be a continuity of the characters with the same actors, so. That's that's promising. I'm like Falcon and Winter Soldier has me. I'm sure you just came in yourself when they announced that Hawkeye was just gonna try to follow kind of like the mad fraction feel. Yes. Wait. Yeah. You sound dis- oh no 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 no. <laughs> I have I was when they buried it in like the end game stuff months ago. That's when I was super excited. Concept, like over time, I'm still okay. as excited, but time has passed. Okay. I'm still just as excited about that. I'm a, I'm fucking excited that they're not just on a, on a level of like Hawkeye, but they're they're finally fucking giving Jeremy Renner like like I mean it's a, it's a series, but it's like fucking yeah, dude. Like you know how how long that man he literally said in the first Avengers. At, like when they asked him about it, it was like, yeah, this isn't exactly the role I signed up for. And now it's maybe they're finally giving him the role he signed up for. Yeah. Like, and this is a dark Hawkeye. And I, I, it's all guys been through some shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What I saw from him in Endgame, I'd like more of that. Yeah. Just more of that darker, yeah. trying to take down the underworld. <clears throat> you know, a broken shell of himself. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yeah. Well, one of the great things they did with like Ronan and him being, you know, Ronan in and even though they never call him Ronan in Endgame, he's Ronan in, in Endgame. Uh, is that and with that scene in Endgame with him and Natasha, is you basically set up an entire story arc for like I was I think I talked about this during Endgame when we were talking about Endgame, is it sets up an entire arc for him of I've done these horrible things. Five I ne- years worth. Like, five years for worth of all this horrible shit. Um, I'm not the same person. I got my family back, but I'm not. I'm just. Yeah. I think his big thing is I got my family back. I want to be with my family. I got to find someone else to do this because I can't be this person. Like that is a season in and of itself of just him dealing mm-hmm. with. The fact that like I'm still not okay, I thought and we were doing his uh, time before Endgame. I thought that is was that the what they're doing? I believe so. Really? Because really? I think that's a mistake. No, I th- I was under the understanding I was under the that impre- I was under the impression they were doing it after. Yeah, that's what that was my impression well, as well. The, but from what I've seen, what's the compelling thing? He has his family. 
No, no, no. That's no. what I'm saying. No, no, no. His his family got dusted. And no, then- no, 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 no. His family is back. If you're doing it post Endgame, what I'm talking about is him. He got his family back, but he still did all those things. It's not like all the shit he did went away when his family got brought back. It's not like he he's a different person, even though he has his family back. That's the story. I'm not saying no, 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 no. I thought that they were gonna do pre-endgame where he's dark as shit. That's what I thought. That's that's what I'm thinking that they're doing. They're focusing on the series on what happened because because when his family got dusted, he the next thing they show five years later, he's a he's an assassin Ronin in Japan. Uh, I mean, I guess you could do that, but I think I haven't seen anything from it. By the way. Uh, all I read was that what I read was that the series was gonna the last thing I read about the series was that he was going to be training his replacement as part of the series and that Kate Bishop was gonna be in it uh, which implies that no we're not gonna see pre-endgame which no we might see endgame, pre-endgame Hawkeye but that's not just what it's about like I mean I definitely want to see that from the moment his family's dusted what happens what transformation does he go through yeah. to get into that dark moment? You you could definitely you, you could definitely it isn't a transformation. You don't need a transformation. His entire family is gone. He's got nothing else that and also it's implied that like when he was in Shield, he also did some questionable things. Like that I think like that part of him was always there. Uh it's just that like when he had his family, he was just like, I have a family, you know, I'm going to take it. I'm going to try and be a hero. But I, I think, I don't even think it has to be even one time period. I think it would actually be smart to do with kind of what they do with, uh, I mean, arrow. Yeah. Where it's like, you go to like his pre end game days and you show like all the Ronin shit. You can show him as a shield agent pre Natasha, uh, you could even go into like it. You you could do there's you could go to his like actual origin story, like pre shield. You could still do all that stuff. He could even still have like stuff like he has in the comic books. Like he, you could introduce his brother, because in the comic books he hasn't like until like he shows up like his brother shows up way later in his life. He hasn't seen if I'm getting this right. He hasn't seen his brother since they were kids. Like, or since they, like, left the circus or whatever. Like, there's so much ground from both the comic books and dealing with, like, his his pre-endgame self, his post-endgame. No, I've done some bad shit, and now I have to deal with... In that dark moment, I, I, I was compelled by yeah. Jeremy Renner and Hawkeye. Um, so I hope that this, whatever they're doing with Disney, hopefully they... They focus mostly on his time, you know, before his family came back. Uh, that's what I'm kind of more excited about. I'd also love to see a, uh, like I said, a, a a him training a replacement because I now have a like him 
like I said, is like even if you're showing him with his family, like he has it's like you're implying that because he got his family back and he lost Natasha, or it's just like suddenly he because he has his family back, he's now grounded again. I was like, mm, I don't think so. You don't spend five years basically murdering people and then suddenly go back to your family and be okay. Yeah. Like that's that's a show too, like if him of him like Yeah, but is this is that a show Who knows? We'll see. Maybe. They could, we'll, but we'll it's see. always gonna be PG thirteen. It's never gonna be a rated R material. Yeah, that's that's what makes me think that they're not gonna go the full Ronin thing because, yeah. yeah. Uh, although who knows? They've made some. They've done some. Like one of their movie announcements is is it making everyone go huh? Uh, but on the other hand, everyone went huh when they when they announced Guardians. So like, yeah, <laughs> Guardians. To be fair, was one of the Marvel property properties that when they announced it, it was just like, how are they going to make that work? What yeah. Referring to the Eternals? Yeah. From what I that's what I would like to talk to you guys about. I mean, the Eternals, they're, you're talking about cosmic level shit. Yeah. And change realms. And I feel that this Space 4 is a stepping stone. Yeah. To it is. It is. So these Eternals, we're talking about like entities that dealt with the Celestials that helped give birth to, you know, so many different, you know, the Inhumans and all these other forms of beings. Maybe they could use this as a stepping stone to introducing, you know, the X-Men. You yeah, know, how yeah. that's what I feel like they're, they're working, they're working towards. And I, I do, you know, I kind of appreciate that they're taking their time yeah. uh, with, with introducing the new properties. I'm, I'm not excited about these individual movies. I'm excited about what they're going to set up. In yeah, the yeah, same here. I'm also excited about... There's some stuff that they talked about. Like, I wasn't excited about the the Scarlet Witch series until... WandaVision? Until... Because she's also teaming up with Doctor Strange. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't excited about the Scarlet Witch series until I heard, TV show until I heard that she's gonna be in the other the the, the, the Doctor Strange thing because it was like oh that means that yeah yeah that means they can do a bunch of weird ass shit with her and do all of that right up until the run up to Doctor Strange which by the way the person uh, there was a person who I was reading a review at, I forget what the website was that was like it's a full on Stanley Stanley written sounding name the Doctor Strange movie the, uh, yeah yeah the, uh, the, the 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 infinite madness no no the the madhouse no no no, no the, google the, it the, <laughs> google it no no <laughs> infinite uh, multiverse I knew it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was the, weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too weird. It's a little too weird, and I have a suspicion that it's fake. I have a suspicion that this title for Doctor Strange, it's it's just a fake title. I, then, and I, then later on, they're gonna reveal the real title. I disagree, and actually think that. Given what Doctor Strange is in the comic books, I actually think it's the. I think that's spot on what the title is, 
and and they're I am like way. as crazy as they as weird and crazy as they went with the uh the first Doctor Strange movie, which it had its own weirdness, because Doctor Strange in the comic books, there's a lot of weird shit. Well, yeah, it's um, Doctor Strange. There, there's a run on it that I forget. I think it was Bill Skagenko. I can never pronounce his last name. The Multiverse of Madness. Yes, dude. I don't. I. It might be a fake name. I don't think it's a fake name. I hope not, <laughs> I hope not too. I, I want to see a batshit crazy Doctor Strange. It's movie. gonna be. It's gonna well, be a horror film. That's what the guy was hinting about, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. That's because, like I said, man, I'm like, excited. Yeah, I, either anyway, either way. And can we talk about Thor? I applaud them. First of all, Taika Waititi, bringing him back, bringing great. Him back. First move. And I love the run of um of the female Thor. On what? On the word? What is it called? It's called like. No, no, I know what the movie is called. What was the run called? It was called like Unworthy Thor. Not Unworthy Thor, but it was called something else. So yeah, it's called something like that. Yeah, and wasn't it? Was it Jason Aaron? Who was it? Who was the writer on that? <laughs> Eva's pause to look through his trade paperback. You can. You have a phone. We can Google this. Don't stub your toe on your weights. Um, oh yeah, I, I I'm less excited that they're bringing back Natalie Portman. But if they were going to bring back Natalie Portman, oh boy, is that a ballsy way to bring her back? Like, yeah, and the fact that they hinted that Valkyrie's gonna be with someone, and like, they're just going all in on the on the everything on the everything. And it makes sense because <laughs> Chris Helmsworth. Chris Helmsworth's character, Thor, the original Thor, is going to be in Guardians. Yeah. He's right? going to be in Love and Thunder as well. Like, it's just like he's... But his role is minimized. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to be as prominent. Is it Jason Aaron? I want to say it's Jason Aaron. Because there's like a handful of guys who wrote for Marvel who I'm just like... I'm just like whatever, whatever you're doing, whatever you're writing, I'm fine with. Jason Aaron, yes. Yeah, Jason Aaron is great. Uh, Matt Fraction is great. Fucking uh, Kieran Gillen wrote X Men for a while, and he's now written two. What is now two of my favorite comic books that have come out like in the past couple of years, which is The Wicked and the Divine and Die. Uh, are you at all? You're not a paper gamer, so you're not a... Okay, Die is... We'll talk about that, but Die is like <coughs> Kieran Gillen's most recent book. Uh, it's about a bunch of teenagers who are playing a and d game with like 20-sided Die, but... Demi Gorgon. The game actually that they're playing, trans the fantasy world, is an actual place, and they get transported there, and they disappear as teenagers for five years. And they come back and they're like completely different. And then the, the story like jumps forward to them in their 30s because they come, wait, they come back, but one of them gets left behind. And then the one who got left behind brings them all back as, an adult, as adults to this fantasy world. And, and when they were there as kids, there was a like uh, a D&D like dungeon, uh, like a, 
whatever the top villain would be. And when he brings them back, he's that guy now. And it's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Sorry. We, again, another tangent, but like Kieran Gillen is, Kieran Gillen, his Marvel stuff, he, he wrote Wolverine and the X-Men for a while. Hmm. Uh, no, I'm mixing it up. What did he write? No, he did. He wrote, he wrote Wolverine and the X-Men after Jason Aaron. Wolverine and the X-Men. That's why I'm thinking of this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The the Loki and series, I'm like, meh. Yeah. I mean, and then we'll have. And yeah, we'll, he's gonna be fun. He's gonna. We'll be finally fun. have the Black Widow movie, so we'll. Finally, and it's a prequel. It's, a, it's prequel. a prequel, obviously, and we'll we'll finally see what and what actually happened in Budapest. Um, hopefully, that, hopefully. Uh, I yeah. The the one of those that the series that I'm most intrigued by, honestly. Uh, even though making it as a series is kind of a. Yeah, okay. No, is so I'm excited about it, but I'm also like so we're not gonna commit to him being Captain America right away. Oh Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Is that yeah, because that seems like you oh, he is gonna be I mean he's gonna be Falcon, but he's gonna be rocking the shield and the Captain America. I hope so, but but that I'm assuming it'll be And in typical Marvel fashion, they dropped uh, like at San Diego Comic Con, where it's just like, "Here are all our major announcements," and then we're gonna pretend like this isn't a major announcement. Like they just snuck in the thing, uh, Mahershala Ali as, yeah, as, Blade. as Blade. Although Blade isn't coming till Phase Five. Yeah, it'll be a while. Yeah. Be a okay. While. And, and, and that's. Intrigued about the direction that yeah. Doing. Yeah. Because. I love the new line cinema hard R Blade. Yes. Yeah. And I think that they need well, to... Well, Blade 1 and 2. <laughs> yeah, we'll not ex- you know, acknowledge Blade Trinity, but they need... Blade is not a, a series that you, you you make it for the general audience. Mm. You yeah. You need to make sure it's an R-rated film. I have a feeling it's going to be PG-13 because that's, that's the water that mainstream Marvel swims in. And I mean, look at Deadpool. They purchase Fox. They cannot water down Deadpool. No, they can't. At this point, they cannot. They, they're going to have to make some concessions yeah. and realize, hey, maybe some of the properties that we have are just ideally suited for more. I, I, I think that they, like what they've done in the past, even though, like you're saying, PG-13, I think they've done enough stuff uh enough they've done especially early on they did just enough risky stuff with like director choices and like certain things that i now like even like i trust them i trust them that they might surprise us in some ways like that yeah. and it's true they they may just Go ahead and make it an R film because they've they've seen the successes between Logan and Deadpool that they feel all right. Well, if we bring back Blade, we'll just follow that, that that's, model. That's that's the on the corporate level. That's like, and we're <coughs> we're also talking about it. Like, yes, they're owned by Disney and all that, but keep in mind it is still it's owned by Disney and Disney is the money and all that. But it's still Marvel 
now in possession of all their characters again. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is, at least in the movies, generally speaking, uh, Marvel in charge of their own characters, I trust that they, they'll know what to do with their own characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just historically speaking. Also, yeah, but you, Mahershala Ali is a competent actor. He's a good actor, yes. But Wesley Snipes brings physicality that I don't know if Ali can. Well, well, well I'm going to... Um, Disagree? Here's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, having known... Uh, having learned, because I love the Blade movies, having learned more about how those movies were made... I think you'd be thoroughly surprised by how much his stunt double actually did in those movies. Like, he has the physicality of it, uh, and he has some martial arts experience, but I think, and there's a lot that, like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot that he actually did in those films. That being said, I think you'd be a little surprised to find out how much his stunt double. And his, like, when I said, it was like, oh, just, I mean, his stunt double isn't an actor, but just, like, his stunt double, when you see, like, pictures of his stunt double in all the Blade films, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> just, like, he's a little bigger. He's, he Physically, like, he's, yeah, he's very similar. Like, they they somehow found the guy. He doesn't look exactly like... Uh, Wesley Snipes, like he's obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it! I'm just, I'm just digging myself. I'm just with a bulldozer digging, digging myself a fucking hole here. Um, but that being said, uh, just as like someone who embodies Blade, that's what I mean. It's just like, it's just like, oh, that dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we can wash the stink out of the, the one with sticky fingers because that was such a bad but show. I gave it a shot. I gave it a couple episodes, and I was just like, ah, man, this is terrible. Um, but despite all the announcements, I, I felt like, uh, I, I just felt like some, some things were missing, and that's where I'm, I'm kind well, of... By I feel some like things, do you mean an entire absence of, of Eve's favorite comic book company? An entire absence of Warner Brothers from San Diego Comic-Con? No, no, I'm talking about Marvel. Oh, okay. I felt like <laughs> despite... Enough. Yeah, like uh, despite all the the exciting announcements, I, I felt like, well, or, well, what what happened with Ant Man? What happened with with um uh what do you call it? Uh, Guardians and what happened with all of these titles that you we know that they've been in development. It's just a matter. Of, it, it would it just would have been nice to see them on the timeline, unless. They're definitely, they're definitely saving them for 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 no no for five for um phase five. Phase five. I don't know that they necessarily are, but I also know that Guardians and Ant Man. I well, we all know that Guardians got stalled a little bit. Yeah, because uh, of the, the, the whole issue with the director with it with James Gunn. Um. As far as Ant Man, I mean that. Yeah, that's probably going to be a. And, I think there's. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Captain Marvel too. Um, they're, good, they're definitely going to make another one. I mean, I think right now. And Black Panther. It's after Phase Three. 
there are some knowns that are going to be in the docket. Here are some unknown things yeah. that you did not know about. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is I, I that's why I think it's almost. I agree with Eve. Is that it's uh, like there's some character like stuff we saw previously on the docket, and it's just like well, and I think that's actually what makes Marvel smart. Is is like those were the obvious things, mm-hmm. like Black Panther two. Uh, be, I think they're trying to set up a different thing with Phase Four. Which is why they're pr- the big things were these other films, even though they're still the marquee things. Like, like we didn't know. I don't think we knew anything about a fourth Thor film until they announced it. Okay, yeah. we, you guys, we should talk about the new character, uh, the the ten and the Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I'm su- like I was a little apprehensive about what they were gonna do with that, and then I saw the actual description and was like, "Oh, that look, that sounds cool." <laughs> <laughs> like uh, they're essentially. Oh yeah, that's cash. That's cash. They're, they're retcon. They're essentially retconning uh, the Mandarin from from. Although I'm sure, like I said, it's Marvel. There's clever ways that they could still acknowledge that iron man 3 happened and be like be like but no because the 10 rings were actually a thing from the first iron man film Mm -hmm. and then they had the mandarin be a thing Uh, which wasn't a thing which was wasn't a a thing yeah it was Uh, a plot twist that nobody asked for because we all wanted to see the mandarin yeah and it ended up being just like a joke yeah uh it's i think there's there from what little has been really revealed about Shang Chi, I was just like, "Oh, I understand that. That's also we're trying to make the the, the China money, but all, but also like, no, but it's not. It's not. It's just not that. just that. Yeah, it's not it just, isn't that just that because we 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 want. I think most of us want to see diversity and and all of the it's, heroes. It's time yeah. for a a a even though in the comic books he's not an a list like <clears throat> it is a genuine effort to get and uh, you know way way overdue of getting a like Asian a list fucking superhero yeah. yeah like like granted like granted granted it is it is a essentially a kung fu character which is like okay what are you gonna do but um dude I'm excited about that. On on a weird side, uh, on a weird iron yeah. It, it, since you brought up Iron Fist, on a weird side note, the fucking preview for Wu Assassins has got me so fucking hyped too. Well, I, didn't, I didn't even click on it. I saw Wu something. I was like, wait, is this like some Wu Tang shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, expecting to see it. I, and then I clicked on it. It's like, whoa, that dude from the right movies. Oh, it's fucking, fucking, fucking eco ways, fucking. So it's literally Ego Ways, and he's possessed by the spirit of Mark Descascos, who's a fucking, like, warrior monk. And it's just like, and it also has Louis Tan as, like, his fucking second dude. And he's playing, like, a chef. It's like, and he has a glowing fucking hand. Like, it's basically, like, what I tweet, I literally tweeted at Louis Tan, like, the guy, what did I get? It was just like, it's like Netflix went, look. We fixed Iron Fist. <laughs> like, <laughs> remember how Iron Fist sucked? Well, look, we fixed it, and we kept one of 
one of the only things that actually worked about the Iron Fist show, which is Louis Tan. We were just like, fucking, yes, that dude. And Byron Mann is in it. I fucking, Byron Mann. Uh, did you watch Ul- Ultra Carbon? Yes. Oh, that guy. Okay. That guy. Uh, it, it, Byron Mann is actually, he's been in a shit ton of stuff. Like, he's uh, both. He's one of those guys who just, like, Oh, you're a good actor, and you're a stunt person, and you're a martial arts, and you do pro- like producer stuff, and like you work behind us. He- he's one of those guys who's like, you know, those like actor, like producer people who you're just like, you should have more notoriety than you do. Byron Man is one of those dudes, like, and he's playing the villain in this, and it's just like, I just feel like. There are people who are just like, oh, I recognize him. Oh, I recognize him. And I'm one of those people who, when I see that, I will Google that person. And I will look up, hey, what are the other... I mean, I know him as an actor. And you look at, up all the other stuff that they've done. And you're just like, shit, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was excited about that. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you um, showed, said that. Also was really excited about um, the new part. It almost makes me want to get CBS Access because he's going to be in it. You you know, Jerry Ryan is going to be in it. Jerry Ryan is going to be in it. Oh my god! Riker and and uh, what's her name? Donna Donna Troy are going to be in it as well. It's it's literally like they they just like all the all those hit points for the next generation people. They just went. We're just going to hit fucking all of those for this show. No, I've I've managed I've managed I've managed to avoid it. That was the most I've managed disturbing. to avoid it. I've managed to avoid how, it so how, far. Like, who in their right mind approved that? I, I just Yeah, I mean, yeah, they poured money. They poured money, but it just it's just it's Yeah, just, uh, it's you can't oh, like a lot of it just it's very disturbing. No, yeah, it's no. Very weird. No. Uh the other thing that I'm I mean and then we can uh pause and i guess you can go if you want um uh, i'm super excited about the boys i've read that i didn't know your stance on that i've never heard of this property but i love the trailer on it's it's a it's uh a call it's a if i'm not i might be wrong about this it's either mark millar or Warren Ellis. I can't remember which. E- either of them. If it's, e- like, just either of them. Look up The Boys. Uh, and it's one of those series that I was just like, once they announced it, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know, I wasn't expecting it. Yes, okay, get even more excited then. Did you, did you want to hop, are you, okay, you're, you're out, so. <laughs> All right, folks, I'm checking out. Mostly because they're about to talk spoilers and about about yeah we're gonna talk about some other stuff that yeah, Rich hasn't watched about yet. stuff that I'm not up to date with so I'm not up to date with that so I can't we can't talk spoilers either I've only seen two episodes oh no oh, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones. Yeah. no no yeah. no we're we're not we're not gonna but uh, Stranger I'll, Things I'll, I'll I'll cover I'll cover that yeah I I'm what the fuck you were done with that shit no because I decided. To, because I couldn't remember much of season two, so I just decided to just watch all That's of season like two. Season three comes out. Yeah, but yeah. I'm watching other stuff. Uh, all right, kids. Till next time. Okay. 
There is more stuff that maybe you haven't watched, but there's there's other stuff that came out of San Diego Comic Con. Um, so yeah, the boys. Wait, oh, you have to let him out. Okay, I'm gonna pause then. Hold on. Okay, now we're started again. All right, I I thought there was something that um, Amazon just made up. I didn't know it was like no, based on an actual comic. Yeah. Oh god, it's so exciting. I'm. So What's excited. it about? Uh, it is basically. Did you watch it it kind of gives me like this modern day Astro City vibe, except that bit. these guys are like fucked up people. From what I get from the trailer, so so what I they, have nothing, what no idea about the, the premise of the sh- of the show and the comic book to a certain extent is uh, it plays with the idea that us uh, is superhero like sort of real more real world take on superheroes. Uh, the Tick kind of played with this too. The the most recent uh, season of the Tick. Uh, um, that basically you have a Justice League, but because the Justice League are like uh, celebrities and they're loved by the public, they end up being able to get away with things and things are covered up for them oh, because okay. they're celebrities. They're superheroes and they like save the world, but no one really the all the collateral damage, including like all the people who basically die as a consequence of their actions, even if they're like saving the world or whatever, uh, all that is covered up. And basically, the boy, it, I don't know if the main character, I can't remember because I only read a couple issues of the series. Uh, I can't remember whether the main character in the preview is. From the comic books, he probably is because generally Amazon has been when they do the adaptations, they've been pretty solid. Uh, it's basically a guy who the Flash character was like running and basically ran straight through his girlfriend, and she dies. And like, it's basically superheroes have not been made to uh, take into cast about all the people. Real. Real consequences of them trying to save of the what war. they're doing, yeah. Okay. And also, further in the boy in the boys, the superheroes also are not good people. Like they're superheroes, but because they're super powered, they've kind of like they're almost like villains. Dicks. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a it's team. Like there's a daredevil team. Yeah. on crack. <laughs> yeah. And the boys are this like team of people who basically, I if and if I remember correctly, a handful of them are also like sort of lower powered. People who are basically like, no, this needs to stop. We're going to make them pay for all of the shit that they've done. Okay. Uh, and because it's Garth Ennis, it's... Disturbing. Horribly violent and <laughs> darkly funny. And like, yeah, I have high hopes. Although the last thing that got adapted from a Garth Ennis comic book was terrible. Well, that was a different... That was AMC, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Amazon... Amazon has a good string of TV shows in terms of uh, Good Omens was yeah. superb. Yeah. I have hopes that this will look good. You and know. the two things, also things, previews that came out of San Diego Comic-Con, the two, I'm saying two because the third one I could give a fuck about because uh, it doesn't even look like they're adapting the comic books or the more recent comic books. It's the only DC thing that they fucking announced. And it's from HBO. I didn't see the trailer to Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, it's Damon Lindelof. I was never b- 
excited about the announcement, to be honest. Yeah, um, I was never excited about it either. What I am excited about that I saw the preview for is a more extended preview for his Dark Materials. Uh, that uh, You're not a fan of the books, so I, I get it. The books are amazing. I'm super curious about that, mostly because uh, in the movie, which was was better than it got it it got more flack than it deserved golden compass the movie mm-hmm. it's better than the shit it got it's a better movie uh but the the thing of that flopping is that they never got past the the golden compass the book the golden compass it get, that that series goes way darker uh it's essentially the anti the anti narnia uh although it doesn't attack attack faith because there's a lot of stuff in there that's actually about like faith and spirituality it attacks the church okay as an authority because in the the world that they're part of the church is like the ruling okay. uh, body in that world um, that sounds interesting and and everybody instead of like their their souls their souls are like externalized as these little animals called daemons uh and like when you're a kid your daemon can change shape and then when you as you get older it fixes into like one kind of animal and everybody has their own animal mm-hmm. uh and then later the second book is called the subtle knife it gets even it goes like darker they end up in different worlds in the third book there's you discover it's it's, it's essentially discovered that there's like a multiverse and one of the worlds is actually our world Oh, uh, and there's some really weird. Like I won't get into it. There's some. Oh, yeah. One tangent. Um, going back to things that are surprisingly good. Uh, okay. I gave Alita a chance. It is. It's surprisingly good. It is good. a good. I, this, this I, isn't I, saying a lot, but it's I the admit be- this. You were right. It's, it's the best anime adaptation I've seen. Live action anime adaptation I've seen so far, and that is not saying a lot. Yeah. But Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. It is yeah, it's fun, man. It's yeah, got some thank you. good I, animal. I, it's got some good an, you like some good bits in it. Like I think what helps is that I mean they did whitewash Dr. Ito's character. But if you're gonna whitewash someone it's like my opinion about Doctor Strange. If you're gonna whitewash a character, why not get like one of the best it like actors yeah. yeah so you have christoph waltz who is fantastic okay i i had to get over the fact that they whitewashed yeah. it but basically like all the other characters there's nothing like explicitly japanese about alita battle angel so that's why it's like i could get on get, get on over that. it mm-hmm. um and the reason why i said dr strange is just like okay you didn't have an asian person play the ancient one but if you're gonna you play. Tell us when you had you had a weird alien person. Play <laughs> you es- you essentially had you know uh, other David Bowie mm. play, which is what till let's let's be honest, it's what Tilda Swinton is. She's like other David Bowie. <laughs> if if it's on like Netflix, I recommend that you watch the Dead Don't Die. Okay, she's on it. I'm. I'm She's actually. Cor- she. She steals a show. I'm tired of zombie films, but I really want to see the Jim Jarmusch zombie film. Uh, that is like Bill Murray and fucking Tilda Swinton. Yeah, that's it. Oh, is that? That's yeah. what it is. The yeah, dead yeah. don't oh, die. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm super yeah. excited about that, and I'm burned out on zombies, and I totally. It's weird it. as fuck. Yeah. Trust me, uh, but she's in it, and 
exactly what you said. She's batshit weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alita Battle Angel, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, his dark materials. Yeah. yeah. There's some like creatures and stuff and like world stuff that's in the later books. I was like, I don't know how you're going to pull that is, off. This is a live action movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, the main character is played by Daphne Keene, who is X-23 from, oh, from okay. Logan. Wait, uh, James McAvoy is playing uh, Azrael. The woman from The Affair and this other movie, this other show that was on PBS that actually the actress made about her mother that was really good. I'm drawing a blank on her name. She's a fantastic actress, and she's playing uh, the... I don't want to spoil anything, but like she's playing that character. Uh, I can't think of the character's name, and I the only thing that I can think about her is actually a spoiler, so... Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really good cast. Uh, it's a joint BBC and HBO production. Like everything about it that I've seen, uh, even like the digital effects, the what little you see of the armored bear uh, is looks awesome. Which brings me to the first preview that they showed for season three of Westworld. Didn't tell you anything. I the like the second preview. Now has me way more excited about season I was like, three of Westworld. I, get, I mean, I like Aaron Paul, but I didn't get the vibe from get that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that teaser. But seeing how they will ultimately connect and the fact that they're expanding the world and we get yeah. to see how Earth is and yeah. how there are other machines yes. out there, they went full sci-fi right yeah. now. And I, yeah. I'm i like, I can't wait for that to happen. And that's coming out, what, next year? Next year at some point. Yeah, right. Probably next year. Uh, also, sidebar, as someone who was a Deadwood fan, um, the Deadwood movie that they did, they released, it's great. It's If you're a Deadwood fan, it's great. I don't know that it necessarily finishes off the story in as a satisfying way as you probably wanted it to um, when you watch the end of the series. But that being said, uh, one of my favorite things about Deadwood that it was I loved seeing again is just the way they talk on Deadwood. Did you ever watch what Deadwood? No. The one thing that I think you'll appreciate about Deadwood is that everyone kind of everyone talks it's western but it's also very like high it's this weird mix of like sort of like low brow sort of talking so there's a lot of sex and violence and cursing but like the way they talk to each other is this weird like high like almost overwritten dialogue it'll remind if you ever watch it it'll remind you of the way they talk on firefly they talked on firefly okay all right uh but with more Cursing because it's HBO. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of cursing in Chinese, they just curse at each other. Okay. Uh, and it's Ian McShane, and he's fucking great in it. It's uh, what's his name? Who ended up on? Uh, God, I can't remember any um, of the actors' names. American Gods. Wait. Ian McShane ended up on American Gods. No, the guy who plays the sheriff on Deadwood uh, ended up on Santa Clarita. Clear, Clarita Diet. Sa- Santa Clara Diet. Yeah, he plays the yeah. husband. Do you know his? I can't think of his name. No, right. but he's I been in a generic white dude. He's been I, in I, another yeah. a, a couple other shows. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. That's just a side weird HBO sidebar. But mm-hmm. yeah, super excited about his Dark Materials. Super excited about Westworld. So not excited about Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. Like yeah, at all. Um, 
So that being said, oh god, there's. I'm sure there's more before we get to Stranger Things because Stranger Things is going to be. Um, a- let's see. Um, you wanted to. Let's see what notes. Blade fan. You had you have notes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it was notes. just like <laughs> things I wanted to cover for today. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Um. It two trailer, the final one. I I, I was surprised by that. I have uh, the to first the, movie. I have to see the first one. I haven't. Seen I the first it's one it's yet. good. I like the first. It's like I've heard Stand really by things. Me. I've heard plus such good things. Yeah, fucked I up shit with it kids. Yet. Yeah, a uh, good movie, and I love what they're doing with with the, the adults. One. Yeah. yeah, that actually seen it looks creepier. Seeing the preview for the second one actually made me want to watch the first one more. You have to. It's okay, just. Uh, I forgot his name, Skarsgård, whatever whatever Guard brother is. He is just amazing as Pennywise. Yeah. Just amazing. Uh, also, um, well, yeah, okay. Uh, some previews. Expanse. It's coming back. I, when, I saw, when is that coming back? Um, later on this year. Okay. Um, and the trailer to season four was uh, shown, and I'm liking this. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I'm um, cool. like, you check that out. It's it's it feels they're going they're I think on a new world. Uh, I'm not sure if they're gonna like immediately pick up where season three left off, but you do see those weird portals out there. At least there was one shot Word. of it. Um, so I'm really excited about so, that. So really quickly, um, just uh, a thing I saw a preview for and a movie I just saw that I'm I'm going to quickly review here. Uh, number one, the J- Jumanji sequel. The only reason why I'm at all excited about it is because the Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle was way better than it had any right to be. And it, no, the cast made it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that Rock and Kevin Hart are trying to act like Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is going to be comic gold. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, as far as Disney remaking all of their animated movies, uh, Mulan, I'm like, we don't care about the humans, is what I keep saying. I saw Lion King, Lion King yesterday, by the way. Wait, Mulan is about the humans. I, I don't I remember. Mean. They're making a Mulan. They made a Mulan. A yeah, live but action but it's always been about. That's humans. what I mean. Is I so I like Jungle Book. This is yeah. all to say I like Jungle Book. Oh, okay. Lion King uh, was very beautiful to look at and very beautiful to kind of listen to, as far as like the atmospheric stuff. As a movie, is kind of okay. As the music, I wish they had used more stuff. Uh, I was talking to the. A friend of mine who I saw it with, um, I wish they had used more of the stuff from the Broadway show. Okay. Uh, they used more stuff from the original film, and some of the reimaginings were okay. It's you know what I think the the problem is, and I I, I was talking about this with uh, my friend Travis, who's a big like musical theater person and what sees all the musicals when they come out, like the movie version of musicals. He has a huge thing about non-singers singing oh. in these movies. And one of the problems with The Lion King is that uh, you have some weird conflicting things. So uh, you have Donald Glover playing adult Simba, and he's great. 
You have Beyonce playing Nala, which... She's Beyonce. I'm going to be blasphemous right now. Don't look at me. It's Charlie. You have to worry about. Yeah, Charlie's going to listen to this and want to murder me. Okay, so here's the issue. And and in fairness to Beyonce... She can't act. Yeah. There there is... But but here's the thing. uh, She's not the only person who is guilty of this in the Lion King live-action film. Is I think that one of the things that Hollywood still hasn't learned and they need to learn is when you cast big stars to do voiceover, voiceover is a separate acting art form. Good voice acting, as you and I know who are big cartoon people. Good voice acting, great voice acting is actually really difficult to do. And Beyonce, it, you know, whatever, she might be an okay actress, but it's it's voiceover acting is it's like... It's not her forte. It's not her forte. And I will say that half of the cast in it, it was enjoyable to hear John Oliver. It's like uh, King Michael Key, Eric Andre, like all of them. Like are be- Seth Rogen also, not a great voice. I'm going to say he can't not be Seth Rogen. <laughs> Well, that's what you get yeah. when you hire him yeah. in any property. Exactly. It's just, uh, you, you want the cat. You want the audience member to picture that actor as they speak. So but. here's the interest. Also, the interesting thing is when they did "Can You Feel the Love Tonight," the duet that everyone made a big deal about. One of the issues that they ran into is that Beyonce is Beyonce, and she did some flourishes in the song. And the problem is that when Beyonce is singing by herself, those flourishes are amazing. They're beautiful. When you're singing a duet with like Donald Glover, who does not have the range, doesn't have the range. He's a good singer, but her flourishes actually distract from the song. Mm. Uh, And there's, yeah, there's a bunch of that. Like the songs are still there. They're still great, but it's, it's, there was definitely some stuff in there where you're hearing actors sing and they're not singers and it's it comes across. Mm. And I'm not saying that to say that it's a bad movie. It isn't. Uh, and I brought up Mulan and Lion King to say that when they remake their animated features that are mostly animals, they're much better movies. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it is. I guess it's it's easier to to do that weird... Just uh, detaching the signifier from the signified to get really like met, you know. Charlie, you heard it. Jamie th- says uh, Beyonce sucks ass as an actor. I didn't. I didn't say that. Come for him. I did. Come not, for I, him. I did not say that. I did. I did not say. That. It's like I am Barack Obama <laughs> and all those anger and all those anger translator things. I am, I, 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 he's like I say it's bitch. Nope. 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 I did not say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, and, and the reason why I brought up some of the other actors is to say that that is a thing that Hollywood still hasn't learned. Is that, especially because I understand you're trying to sell a film, so you have all these name actors do all the voices, but it's just like, 
you could spend less money and get better performances. I I, I think they're they're they, never going to learn that. Yeah, I don't think. No, they're but ever the thing is, that. this a movie like that, The Lion King. The idea is that you want the A list. Yeah, it's a marquee. It's their yeah. marquee film. Yeah. Uh, and and just as proof, like Lion uh, Aladdin came and went. Lion King still is doing pretty well. Oh, that came out. I just forgot about that one. Everyone forgot about Aladdin. Everyone made a big pre- big about the big deal about the preview, and then the actual movie came out and just disappeared. Yeah, which is unfortunately what I think is going to happen with Mulan. It's like tough shit, Will Smith. Stop, stop making, stop making it with all the human characters. We don't care about the human characters. It's like a Godzilla film. We don't care about the humans. <laughs> uh, so yeah, do you have anything else on your list uh, before no. we get the Stranger Things? Yeah, okay, I've, okay, I've, let's, I've let's, splurged. Let's, oh my god. Oh the, I cried, I cried. I, I I cheated on my girlfriend. I was supposed to wait and watch the last three episodes with her. Okay, I could not. I was like, what? It was like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, I had to stop I'm myself. Balling. I had to I'm stop crying. My, I had to stop myself from watching the, the whole thing. I'm crying. All I'm like, oh my fucking god! I I it caught me by surprise. I mean, yeah. It hurt to see Hopper, quote unquote, yeah. die. Gina, can I interrupt you just for a second? I did not put together until way later, spoilers, lots of spoilers that we're about to do right now, that that was Hopper in the after credits. You didn't know that? I did not put that together. I, I didn't put that together until way yeah. later, until some until you kept mentioning that like he's not dead. And I was just like, "Oh wait, that that's Hopper at the yeah. end." I did not put that together at all. I don't know why. Yeah. I I did that thing where I disconnected his face <laughs> from his. I I don't know. I don't know how or I I wasn't being racist. Look, it's a white guy. See, I do it with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, just like this season was just. It just hit all the right marks. Yeah. It for me, it felt like. Everyone had a moment to shine. Yeah. Last year, they had to, they had to like silo, you know, Eleven just to give other characters a shot. But having her depowered or raising up the status of the baddies in this season sure. three made her vulnerable, and I like that. And I like the fact that other characters were able to step up. Um, I, I cried because it's like I wanted Hopper and Joyce to finally get together it's yeah although, um, although i'm going to the well let's do the 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 good stuff first i don't know about you but hitting the 80s vibes i know it's this a staple of the show yeah. but it was like really 80s yeah like you know bad evil russians 80s bad you know russians scrunchy the fashion scrunchies the fucking <sighs> hair the fucking like uh, little, Terminator references. The ter- the fact that the, the Russian dude that cast like <laughs> literally looks kind of like he looks kind of like young it. Arnold and like he just and he mo- and he, he walks, moves, walks around he like walks him around like the fucking Terminator. I fucking love it. Um, oh god, so good. I was like, I that was just perfect. So I'm gonna say uh, what I've said to a bunch of people is there's there's two movies that I feel like. Two horror movies that they they uh, also arguably you could argue that the first Terminator is is actually a horror movie. It's mm-hmm. a sci-fi horror, but yeah. it's a horror movie. Um, 
is uh, obviously because they're in the mall is uh, and they even show the film the movie in the show is Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. which is the one where they're locked in the mall with the zombies. Uh, also, I would say that Slither and by extension because they Slither- live. What? Wait, which are you? I thought you were about to mention the Roddy Piper, like cheesy horror movie. They live is in there too. Yeah, they live is definitely. I didn't even think of that, but now that you mention that, that's definitely in there too. So, as far as like the monster and the way that people are kind of taken over and become zombies, and like sort of the nature of the way the not the monster like absorbs people, there is definitely. I would say it's a. So I would say as a more modern version that it's a nod to slither but it's not because slither the one with um nathan fillion fillion okay the james gunn movie yeah but slither is itself an homage slash parody of a movie called night of the creeps uh so night of creeps is like uh, aliens come down like little slugs get in people's brains and they make them zombies essentially Except in Night of the Creeps, it's in a frat, uh, in a sorority house, and it's Night of the Creeps. If you want to see an eighty, it's very eighties. You want to see a great kind of cheesy like zombie horror movie made in the eighties. Uh, like there's Night of the Creeps is is definitely like one of those cult films that once you see it, you're gonna start to see references to it in a lot of more modern horror films. It's one of those things like it wasn't super po- popular, but for some reason like. So many other movies, either intentionally or not, make reference to it. Uh, so yeah, that was great. I loved the scaling up of the monster. Yeah, I love the scaling up of the the way like the people fucking melting. The references to the blob. There's definitely references to the blob in there. A Star too. Wars reference with Billy. Yeah. You know, Darth Vader turning against his master at the very end yes. to do the right thing. Um, just kind of like, you know, bringing his character back and kind of like humanizing him uh, this past season and that he's not a complete dick, you I, know. I, I'm also sad that, that Rich hasn't watched the whole season because he, he may or may not have watched the, the great bit in episode seven Yeah, where they're the Steve and, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on her name, the character's name. Yeah, f- my hawk I, I it's weird i remember her real name because she's <laughs> because he's ethan hawk and uman thurman's oh. kid um where they they're like hi and they go to see back to the future too it's back to the future too that's what makes it uh no wait is it back to the future too i don't know i am it's, it's a, a back to i just yeah, saw it's yeah, a back yeah. to the future um yeah and it's just an amazing um and just like the setup, you know, just like not knowing whether or not Hopper is alive or dead, you know, uh, and at least making me feel comf- comforted in the fact that definitely there's going to be a fourth season yeah. of Stranger Things coming up in the There's going to be at least one more season. I don't know how long they're going to be able to hold on to some of those kids. Yeah. Uh, and by those kids, I mean Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> Girls got ambition. Yeah, uh, I mean, granted, she was just just okay in Godzilla, but like, she's enough of a great actress, and she has enough of a high enough of a profile just from playing that character now. Mm-hmm. More than I think any, I mean, Hopper, you know, he's great, but uh, Winona Ryder already has been super famous, yeah. so it doesn't really matter to her. Uh, she's the one person on that show, and since she's like 
one of the main characters, if not arguably the main character. Um, yeah. And the, at least the one recognizable by a lot of the kids, you know. It's, yeah. Um, as a teacher, a lot of my students just relate to and just latch on to Eleven, you know. She's yeah. a chick with the powers, you know. Yeah, All yeah, my yeah. kids love yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, I think she's the one actress that, like, the longer the, the show goes on, the harder it is going to be to yeah. hold on to her. She's going to be like a Jennifer Lawrence, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, you can, I can, you can already start to see that she might become something like that, a uh, Jennifer Lawrence like yeah. level. Uh, that's nothing against any other. There, there. Uh, the guy who played Billy Dacker, I forgot what his name is. He seems uh, like a pretty good actor, and he's yeah. on his way to getting to blowing up. Yeah. Uh, there's at least one of those kids who I would love for him. And he's he's also the other one who's starting to get notoriety, notoriety more notoriety. But I uh, is uh, Finn. No, uh, what is it? Matarazzo, Dustin. Dustin. Okay. I don't know that he's going to because you know he looks the way he looks in Hollywood. Hey, hey! I'm not insulting him. Hey, I'm not insulting him. That's why I like the I forgot uh, Hopper. I forgot his name. I like guys like that. You know, David Harbour. Harbor, yeah. I like oh, don't you don't wrong. fit the mold. I love Dustin. I want that kid to be super fucking famous. Uh, I don't know that necessarily he will be. Uh, yeah, you say Finn, but I, like, I don't know. I think the, the, the two kids who are going to probably end up being most hard hit are Will. I feel so bad for Will. He had some moments. He had some <laughs> moments, but he... he like, I... He was, you know, you know the, the radar for evil. That's you know, what his you know the, job was. You know the two characters. So they had this thing. Uh, so you have one character who's definitely queer, uh, who is um, Maya Hawke's character. And, and even though it's the 80s, they went a different direction with that because there is – because it's the 80s, they could have gone, a, you know – Steve reaction, but I think it's a credit to Steve's mm-hmm. the the character that Steve Steve has become. I love, by the way, I love the arc of Steve from season yeah. one to season three. He's the character I think who's made the most like grow growth and has become the more and more endearing. Uh, the longer he's gone, whereas his ex has become and uh, older buyers, they yeah. were the one. Like plot that I was just like I kind of don't care what happens to really? either of you. Really? Yeah. I mean, they didn't have much of a chemistry. I would admit that, but I I didn't I had no problems with. It's, there their... was the one plot that like I understand what you're trying to do here, which is like you know the sexism of yeah. the '80s newsroom. But it's the one part of the show, uh, and someone argued it was like, hey, maybe if you had more female writers on your show which apparently they do not oh because so much of it so much of it is written by the actual duffer brothers it was like maybe that part of the show could have been executed better it's it's the one like plot line that's running through it that actually kind of falls flat falls a little flat uh throughout the series uh but yeah uh so my hawks is a quicker there's also a very strong implication that will is actually gay too possibly um which is like implied i also love the just the junior high schoolness of all of them now 
is amazing. I love fucking uh, Max and Lucas <laughs> so much. I love their Lucas imparting wisdom on Michael about yes. how he has fucked up, you know, with Max. Oh uh, gosh! But I I love both from the second season the sort of improbableness improbableness of their relationship, just as like opposites. Like they don't seem like two people who would necessarily have been into each other, but the fact that they and the fact that she kind of hate loves. <laughs> is kind of another character who in the third season from the second season to the third season was like oh i actually i liked you as a character in the second season i like you more as a character in the third season and also developing a relationship between her and al it was just yeah. oh, so so much good and just the independence and establishment of you know the ladies not being defined by the guys that yes. they're with you yes. know um and the, the the pervy guy the pervy reporter um yeah. I liked him. I thought he was pretty funny. He's hilarious because well, because he's just like cut through the bullshit, man. Um, just fuck and just get it over with. Just man. get it over. I and I love that uh, Alexi is also <laughs> kind of. I oh my I, gosh! I, I, I felt so terrible when he died. I did too. Oh gosh! I didn't think I was gonna feel for him, but I felt for him. Um, so uh, yeah, just more g- great things. Fucking. That you find out. This was the best season so far. You know, it just like, for me, it just outdoes season one and season two. I don't know. I see. I don't season know. Season two was pretty, had their moments. Like yeah, when yeah, Eleven yeah. had to go back and find her sister. That was a waste of time. Yeah. But I, fe- I felt that from episode one to the last episode, everything was tighter. This yes, season. that's what I will say. I don't know whether I it is better or whether I enjoyed it more than season one, but I will say that like it's like it's the show hit its rhythm, like everything's so much tighter. Uh, also, the the little bits like the fact that uh, the uh, you find out that Dustin's girlfriend is real. And it's, oh gosh. Never ending story. The never story. ending story. Oh I my gosh. I love that they. It's such a random bit to just. It's very 80s. Very, all of a sudden break out into a, like a song. And then the fact that they're like Max and Lucas are like making fun of him. I was like, oh, I hope that's. I, I really hope that's like a continual thing that they continue to do. Uh, also, fucking Erica. She reminds me of a student that I have. Oh my gosh! Oh, the Operation Child and Dating. Uh, <laughs> the best. She's like my modern day Sibusemi in this season. She yeah. just steals every scene that she's part of. Um, so there was someone else uh, also who, and I can't comment to this, but then someone wrote about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, that makes sense." As far as like, not just being like a. Uh, uh, a nerd of color, but being very specifically a little black girl who's a nerd who find basically realizes that she's a nerd. And there's something about like the, the, that her, her character has an arc. And then that's kind of like, they, they give her all of the stuff and she like opens the box and yeah. she's smart. Like the realization that she's a nerd and like, just, and Dustin just like just tearing her down. It's like, yeah, you're a nerd. You watched My Little Pony, which have magical references. I just loved his, his just you know his thesis on her being a nerd. I just it was yeah. amazing. 
Um, but yeah, she was. That's what I loved about the season. Just like everyone had their moment. I loved every character, good or bad. Um, it, it, they've been. It's been and, a solid uh, also season. just like expanding on certain. Like Erica is a perfect example of like. She has an expanded role. I liked her in season two. I was like, oh, let's see more of her. I didn't notice her that much in season two. Well, yeah, because she she has some like kind of choice little interactions with her older brother enough, and also because uh, credit to that actress that's just like you kind of like she stood out. And then in this season, you're just like, oh, you, you kind of like their hint because she keeps showing up at the ice cream shop, and it was like, I wonder if she's gonna have a bigger role. And you're like, oh, oh, this is fucking great. Um. I will say that one of the things I didn't even realize upon first viewing, because I, I started to watch it again, and then I read somewhere about it, or someone, I forget who I was talking to about this, brought it up. Uh, I love David Har- Harbour. Um, uh, God, I'm, I'm having a brain fart moment right now. Joyce? No, his character. Oh, um... Sheriff, oh gosh, yeah, yeah, we're, whatever. We're we're getting. I had his. I, I said yeah, his yeah, name we earlier. Said his name earlier. Now, yeah, it's because we've been doing this for for like an hour and a half, and it's late, and we're kind of just powering down. Um, he's kind of horrible. He's a horrible, kind of a horrible person in this season. No, man, he, he's Fat Rambo. <laughs> he is. I, I I I just love that bit. But no, I thought he was awesome. He was awesome. He's kind he, of a he, man of action, a he, fat, chubby man of action. He is, but he's kind of like. A no, he's a dad, dude. He is. But he's a dad who he, does not like his girl sucking face twenty four seven with this boy. He's a, he's also a little bit like of a creeper on Joyce. A little bit like it's. There, I don't know. There, like there, there's I, there, an argument could be made. That he, how is he creeping up? I mean, yeah, he's aggressive towards her, but he, I mean, he's she's Joyce, you know, and you know, he's a little well. Here's what I'll say his execution of trying to woo her was also very here's what I'll say about because, like, and he's also just like perpetually drinking, um, Hopper, Hopper, yeah, he's he's kind, he redeems himself. Like near the near the end, there uh, really redeems himself. But through the, I, I think what I mean by like that he's kind of a horrible person through most of season three. Uh, but I think that's because he's just he is clearly, as we learn when he talks to Joyce, and as we learn much later in the season, he's just a dude who doesn't does not deal with being vulnerable well yeah but when you say he's horrible he's horrible in season two locking l up yes you know not letting them know that she's alive he was horrible there here is just more like comic relief more humor um more slapstick no no, no. i would argue that he's horrible but he's also like we learn like why he's horrible and like i said i think he redeems himself by basically like Dude, you're just not fucking dealing with your emotions in any of your emotions in a healthy way. 
is basically your affection towards Joyce, you're not dealing with it in a healthy way. Your protectiveness of, of L, you're not dealing with it in a healthy way. Your everything else that's fucking going on in the town, you're not dealing he with it. He just rages a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and he's a fucking lovely. alcoholic through most of <laughs> season three. Uh, that's what I mean. It's like he's a horrible person, but it's just like yeah, you get it. And dude, his fucking letter. Dude, man, that I was <laughs> that balling, fucking man. Letter. That was touching, you know. Uh, just hitting the core, every note as to, you know, how he feels about this daughter that he's adopted. That he yeah. can't say, yeah. I mean, he's emotionally stunted, you know, as a but, man child. Like but any anyone, like here's what I'll say: like his heart is in the right. I place. will say that he's horrible, but you also the ways, even the ways in which he's overprotective of L is just like I think sometimes when people are criticizing a character they are criticizing actions and not taking account some of the context in which the character is making those actions uh, one of the things that they were that he has a conversation with Joyce about that we completely forget from season one and I completely forgot is like oh shit he lost his daughter I didn't forget about that. Yeah, I almost forgot about it, and then he brought about it. I was like, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's why. That's part of the reason you're kind of freaking yeah. out." Is like, and he, I mean, he brings that up in season two. Yeah, on the car ride while they're going to the facility to finally stop the uh, invasion. Um, yeah, he. That's always been a, a yeah um, a theme about his character about how he's so hesitant to being so uh, vulnerable and emotional around people. Um, but I mean, all he did this past season was just like punch Russians <laughs> yeah. and yell a lot. Yeah, you know, also, like the fact that he's, he's not he's, he's just, not that terrible of a person this season. Yeah, I, I also think that like uh, the fact it's very much an '80s trope that's like, oh, all of a sudden, like the the neighborhood sheriff is just like, it's like, where the fuck did you learn how to fight, dude? <laughs> like, it's just it goes from like he's like he's a schlub to like he's a superhero. No, he's not a fighter. He's just like he gets lucky a lot. I will say that. Well, too. I mean, yeah, he's chubby, but he's a big dude, and yes, right. he packed on some pounds for the Hellboy role. But I think they're just taking advantage of his physicality yeah. now. You also, know, is oh, he graceful? No. Is he no. skillful? No. He no. just punches really hard and could take a punch too i also uh one of the the low moments that's like i got excited about a by a casting choice and then i was just like you didn't really do anything with him carrie ellis as the mayor i was, just I like, was not aware I, i'm not familiar he looked familiar but nothing that uh stood so out to let's me. see uh you saw the princess bride you know, you know, oh, that guy. Uh, okay. All uh, right. Robin Hood, fucking the first Saw movie. Men uh, in Tights? Robin oh. Men in Tights. Yeah, dude. he's Robin Hood. He's Robin Hood. Oh, shit. I completely forgot about yeah. him. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and a handful of our... A handful of other things, and it's like, yeah, it was. He's actually like one of because of Princess Bride and like you know Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and a, a couple of mostly the Princess Bride. It's just like he's kind of like this '80s heartthrob type person, and it's just like so you're kind of like casting Winona Ryder. It almost seemed like you had this 
actor who he was just like, because you've cast that person, you're expecting him to do more mm. than he ends up doing. Like Matthew Modine in the first season, like, oh, it's Matthew Modine. You're like, oh, but he gets to do more. You cast fucking um, Paul Reiser as a scientist, and he comes back very Yeah, quickly. but you didn't... For the role of the mayor, I mean, the role was not that important. It wasn't, no. And and that was the He's thing. just I, there just to explain how the Russians are involved in this yeah. whole uh, season. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. You know? And also, uh, uh, God damn it, um, uh, Austin, something in the second season. It's the character who you didn't, uh, Sean Astin. Oh, okay. Uh, Is it, uh, like you weren't expecting to like like him, and then by the end of the season, he, you're dude, just, he's you're, a nerd. You're I, heartbroken. Gosh. Yeah. Um, um, and I'm I, glad that they didn't forget about him, and the fact that yes. Joyce still had feelings uh, of loss when you yes. know he died in season two. So I'm glad because typically with a lot of these shows, like yeah, this former love interest dies, but. It's it's over, you know. New season. It's like the death doesn't have a weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I also, yeah, so many. I was a little worried about. Oh yeah, uh, Billy. Also a character who just like in season two, you're just like, okay, whatever. Uh, he act. You actually feel for him. Yeah. Like especially like, it was a real. I think it was a really smart decision to, through L, show us his sort of backstory mm-hmm. and by extension max's backstory but more billy's backstory of like who he be how he became who he is and like you just you really at least i did you really feel for him yeah. <laughs> like and it makes his sacrifice at the end like much more yeah. uh effective to me um yeah all this like i Whenever a show like this scales up a little bit, you get, I get a little worried. It's like, what are they going to pull it off? And they they knocked it out of the fucking park. It seems like they the the Duffer brothers they know what they want out of the show, and they're yeah. just giving more of a, more of it. It's like this is going to definitely trying to like capture a lot of the eighties vibes. Let's try to step it up a notch with every season. You know, if L is too powerful, hey, let's bring her down to give her a little more vulnerability because she became too much of a superman figure it's like and they alluded to that this season it's like yeah what's the point of we don't need to do anything just have l you know do everything you know yeah um this i they've done right about this uh this show um and you know i'm I'm glad that you know after season three i'm still excited about this i'm excited i'm curious now that like L and Will and uh, Winona Ryder's character is <laughs> drawing a bank. Joyce. Like, Joyce. Are, uh, what they're going to do now that they've lost, left Hawkins. I, I think where they can go is um, since most of this sh- series have been focused on the current reality, maybe somehow Hopper is stuck in the Upside Down and they sure. try to combat, you know, find him, retrieve him. Uh, and finally slay the Mind Slayer. Sure, you know, sure, sure. Once sure. and for all. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll see what they do after that. If there is, like, who knows how long. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Jessica Jones, I would talk about, but we, uh, you have to watch it first. I might, yeah, I might talk about that. Just like I'll do it in the intro to this podcast. I'll talk about Jessica Jones. There is, I will say, there isn't a lot to talk about. There isn't, unfortunately. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I was getting that vibe. I mean, I'm not hating the first two episodes, but I'm like, I'm just going through it. You know, just to see uh, how this ends. Uh, without spoiling anything, uh, it is much like season two it has a villain problem uh it uh yeah it's just it's i i brought it up i hate to beat a dead horse about this but it's one of the most compelling things about jessica jones in the fucking comic books is her connection to the rest of the marvel universe and now that it's the last of the Netflix series that you take away, although I'm not going to spoiler it, that one of the other characters makes a cameo. Guess which one? It's not really a spoiler. Because uh, you can probably guess which fucking one it is. Um, kind of a waste of a cameo, too. Um, is now that she's disconnected from even the rest of the, basically the rest of the Netflix Marvel Universe, it's like, well, the, you basically took away the most compelling thing about your character. So, yeah. It's well, not bad. It's just not... It's like... It is, is it at least better than season two? No. I'm going to say no. Oh, fuck. What I'm going to say is it's instead of finishing on a bang, it finishes on kind of a whimper. Okay. And it focuses on a character that no one... A lot of... Who ends up being the ultimate sort of villain... I'm spoiling shit, kind of, but whatever. All right. Well, uh, wh- whoever the uh, the one of the people who ends up kind of being a villain in it is as a character that no one really liked in the first place. Okay. So, uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, it's like I said. It's not. It's worth watching. Um. W- uh, again, once again, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, I think, is the when you don't have a super compelling villain every time you kind of go off and do you kind of want a hogarth side series just because carrion moss is so I mean, good all i could say is that this season brought us purple man and that's all i need to know I yeah i mean it's i don't know if she has a rogues gallery i doubt that she does she doesn't you know um, and again it's like i said uh, god fucking broken record is her most interesting thing in the comic books is her connection to luke cage her the fact that in the comic books she's like really tight with carol danvers captain marvel and the and the relationship between a character who's that high profile and that powerful and like one of her most trusted friends is basically this like alcoholic private eye person. Um, the dynamic of that friendship is, especially in the Jessica Jones comic books, is really interesting. The relationship between her and Luke, and the fact that in the comic books they now have a baby, baby who yeah. in the future basically becomes Captain America, like, is all really interesting stuff that's like. Uh, most of which they couldn't fucking do for the Netflix yeah, series. Obviously. Like, um, but at the very least, they could have found like some like D-lister that they could have like made. I, some yeah, sort I don't of, necessarily. I mean, if they could do pull that off with 
of Purple Man. Granted, it's David Tennant who's portraying yeah, that yeah. character. I mean, you could find another charismatic, charismatic actor who can like you know and really a, make her. Vulnerable. I, I don't know whether I don't think the there's another character who has powers in this. Who she has a relationship. I don't. I'd have to look it up. I didn't actually care enough to look it up that maybe he's a character in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the villain is a human villain, and it just it just doesn't. I understand what they were trying to do by having a human villain, and you you can discuss this, but it's just like when you actually watch it. But it's just like it actually is like okay, I get what you're doing, but it's not as compelling. And and again, it's because the actor who's playing him is like just not. He's good, but he's just not. He's not David Tennant. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Fuck. Like, yeah. So, oh well on that a little bit. Um, Um, I'm still going to plot through it because I definitely am curious about how this, you know, show is going to end. Yeah. Um, I'm probably. Apparently, there were more episodes. I thought the season was finished, but apparently, there are more episodes of Young Justice Outsiders. No, no, it's not that the season's not over yet. It's not over yet. No. Um, I could have swore it was I guess the arc I was watching was done. Okay. Yeah, um I have like two more episodes to watch, but yeah, there are quite a few episodes to go in the rest of the remainder of the season. They took a mid year mid season break. A oh. long mid season oh, break. Okay, okay. Um okay. but now it's picked up right now. I I I don't think I'm gonna sign up for the. I know enough people who are now like, I'll catch up on it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone I know actually works for like TV, and because of that, she basically their uh, Warner Brothers has like a screener app. Okay. That basically, uh, God, I hope I'm not saying I'm not saying who it is, so that they're probably not going to get in, in trouble. But apparently, if you work for like one of Warner Brothers subsidiaries of in like television or media, you get like this uh, Warner Brothers like screener app, and basically everything they've put out is on that app. Oh, that's awesome! It's like uh, including super recent, like you can watch like movies that they just put out. Hmm. Like uh, Aquaman was uh, I when I went over uh, to their no apartment, one wants like, to watch Aquaman. I'm yeah. sorry, but there but but like there was a bunch of stuff on there and it was just like all the DC ac- all access stuff is or at least like all the like animated and like film stuff not necessarily like some of the other bonus. I stuff. mean that's the only bright side to this um, being able to watch the latest animated movies. Yeah, uh, that I do enjoy. You know. Sure. Um, but that's the only huge benefit. And um, Swamp Thing. I, I need to get back on that. Uh, but I I've, I like that. I, I would want to watch. And unfortunately, uh, the last season. Yeah. Uh, and oh, my God. As far as like last seasons and stuff. They, Netflix fucking canceled Tuca and Birdie. Which upsets me so much. Cancel so what? They canceled Tuca and Birdie. Which was the Ali Wong, Tiffany Haddish animated series produced by the people who did fucking Never heard Bojack of it. Horseman. Yeah, and that's the fucking problem. It was great, and everyone who watched it, including myself, was like, this show is amazing. It's like a lighter, but just as provocative and well-written show as Bojack. It's Bojack Horseman without all the nihilism. 
is basically. I have never watched BoJack Horseman. You are making a mistake with your life. <laughs> is it that good? It is so funny. And also, it is possibly simultaneously one of the funniest and one of the most depressing animated shows I've ever, ever watched. Like, both at the same, sometimes within the same episode. Like, it's, okay. yeah, it's fantastic. And Tuka and Birdie is like a, instead of like a failed, uh, you know, actor, instead of like the male version, it's it's essentially like two lead female characters, different setting, but it's it's got a, as far as like, different vibe but like there there's elements of the 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 main characters all animals some of the like topics and the way it addresses things are similar to bojack horseman but it's lighter and it's also fucking ali wong and tiffany haddish like as the primary producers the two main characters and also a bunch of the writing is also them so it's just like everyone should have fucking watched this show and i don't think enough people watch and that's why it's only it got canceled in the first season i'm bummed about that how many episodes I think like twelve. I want to okay. say like twelve. I'll try to check that out. Word. I think I think that's everything. Yeah, we went through a lot. We got we covered a lot. Yeah, we're almost at two hours. So yeah, sweet. Peace. Peace.